0: Scott has given me the uh, great privilege and opportunity to fill in for him while him and his daughter are uh, at the conference, um, and a conference related to the uh, downpods of the poor, who are uh, hurting life, and uh, it would be interesting to see what they come back with, primarily Understand uh, ministry uh, those who are down, heavy rates poverty, poverty, injuries, sickness, um, and what we as a people can do to relieve suffering in this world. And it goes along very much with what the uh, message is about today, which is on suffering and. Scott, could have left me with something fine, you know. And, and it's a specific kind of suffering that we look at today. Before we go there, I wanted to uh, kind of get some interaction going here to, to see what our perspective is of suffering in America today. Either what you have perceived as a people group of Americans that we have towards suffering Um, for you individually. Um, Just to begin with, an example would be, I think in America, we have a view towards suffering that says, not a good thing, let's do everything we can to alleviate it. Right? I mean, we are one of the nations in the world that has one of the greatest medical communities in the world. I mean, just hospitals, just spending millions and billions on the medical industry and health to alleviate pain and suffering. Yes? Yeah. So, praise God for America that has such an attitude towards pain and suffering that want to alleviate it. But something that's behind that to alleviate it is also to avoid it. We want to avoid pain and suffering. What else? What other kind of... If you're suffering, you probably did something wrong. That was really an Old Testament concept. You know, if you were doing well, and financially well, and healthy, and God had blessed you, and if you were suffering, it comes down on you. Something's wrong. You. What else? Yeah! That is big time now in our culture is the sense of, uh, in, of entitlement. And Romney got in trouble for that when he said like 47% of our nation has a sense of entitlement and they don't care and, and they're voting the ring. They just want whoever's going to fulfill their entitlements uh, to take care of them and uh, their suffering. And so that, that does come up. Doesn't it? You, you know that we have an $18 trillion debt. Now you can you might have to Google this while I talk but to verify what I said.
1: But I read,
0: so that I means it could be true or not. That we have eighteen trillion dollar debt, but two hundred and seventy six trillion dollar debt to entitlement. That's that's is to be paid out for entitlement. Google that, would you? The point is, is the monies that we set aside in America for entitlement, um, just to give away what people don't earn, or conserve it, just given anyway, so we look to have that regardless, regardless. So we get a sense of entitlement sometimes in America, and related to suffering, we think, oh, I'm suffering, therefore I am entitled. Okay? Yes. Their sin has brought problems to me and I'm suffering now because of somebody else. We can go on and on and there's all sorts of reasons or mindsets that we have in perspective to suffering. This morning in in first Peter chapter two, verses nineteen through twenty five, we're gonna be looking at a specific type of suffering. And it's not my objective to look at suffering today on a broad basis to try to explain to you the, 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 why is behind suffering, the reasons for suffering. Why does God allow suffering for his people in the world? Why doesn't he do something? Now, why hasn't he done something in the past? What's going to do in the future? In words, the text today in the first chapter 2 is about a specific type of suffering um, which is related to suffering unjustly. Suffering. Just now, we can handle if we we make a mistake and we have consequences to that because we made a mistake out of ignorance and we suffer consequences. To that, we we deal with that. If we're victimized by somebody else, that makes us angry. We react differently to that. We deal with that um, as uh, as a victim. to us in an unjust way. It, doesn't that do something to you? Suffering through injustice it kind of makes the care stand up in the back of your neck and you go, ugh. How do you churches uh, of asian minor Galatia, back in uh, 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 Turkey, uh, and the group of churches he was writing to. He wanted to encourage them in the sense that they suffering. And you'll find 16 references in this book of Peter related to suffering, but suffering is specifically related to injustice and the injustice being that they, the Christians, were doing good things and following Jesus and being condemned for it and suffering for it by the rest of the people. They were called out of the darkness into the light, and now they were doing good. They were following Jesus, and life was getting better for them in the sense of their heart, soul, eternal lives. But they became persecuted. Doing good, they suffer. Anybody did a good deed and suffered for it? Oh, good. choose to answer that call. And now that's, part of that is not too strict, the sense of being called into suffering. Um, in, in America, we experience that in probably everyday life. You're called to go to work. And sometimes that's a suffering of a And then you choose to get up and go to work. So you're called to work, and you choose there to do that. Some people are called to marriage. That's a joke. <laughs> called to suffering and marriage, and then they choose to enter into that suffering. Well, some relationships were called into help others in the event to choose to do it. So it's not like, oh, in an Olympics, for four years, a person is called into a special event to exercise their physical ability to accomplish uh, a, a goal of winning the gold medal in Olympics. And they're called, to, hey, you have the ability. We want to make you an Olympian. And they're called to that. And then they have to choose. And for the next four years, they... Suffer. Yeah, you know, like, when you're in competitive sports, you suffer. So, it's not a strange thing. But to be called to suffer unjustly, that, so my wife told me, you know, get on with the text, you know. You're tracking that? Sorry, but she's right. I, I, I can slap the lips on it. So pray with, pray with me. Father, Peter had a heart for your people. Those were called out of darkness into light. And he wanted to encourage strength strengthen and in the reality of persecute them persecuted. Jesus and then living a life of goodness, following in his example. And then to give them a sense of hope in the midst of the message, say, you know, this suffering has purpose and meaning, though it's unjust and cruel. So we're going to go to first Peter. We're going to pick up in verse 19. And Scott left off in this area as he was talking about being subject to the government. The bigger picture that we ended with last week is being subject to everyone. I like to use the word defer. Defer to. After you. My dear, after you, walking in the back, I could take first place. I could push my way to front, but no, I'll step back and subject myself to consider you in more important than myself, as if you in subjection too. And he's moved from the rulers and masters down to being slaves and that they were to be in um, subjection to their masters. And rather, they were good masters or unjust So we pick up in um, verse 19, it says, For it is commendable, and here's an immediate context of the uh, subjection as slaves and masters, uh, for it is commendable if a man bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because he is conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating as a slave for doing wrong and it? But if you suffer for doing good, if you suffer for doing good, and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called. To this you were called. Because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate when he suffered. He made no threats, but instead, 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 he entrusted himself to him who judges just He himself bore our sins the body on the tree so that we might die to sins. Live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were like sheep going astray, but now you will return to the shepherd and the overseer of your soul. It's got it got ended last week. Um, and Peter, actually, Peter, the message of Peter is this is who you are in Christ in the first part of chapter 2. And if you recall back, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation called by God. That's who you are. Do you think of yourself that way? Having a personal identity. Peter uses, you are these things. How hard you conceive of yourself that way. But when you conceive of yourself, how God believes you to be, your personal identity, it is then so much easier to act out of who you are than simply to act for the sake of acting. And so he says, you are these things in the first part of chapter 2, and now live the good life as a result of who you are in Christ. Sometimes we get that backwards. We try to live the good life in order to be a good person. Now, be a good person. Like God made you good, see who he made you to be so that you can then live a holy, good life. Is there an amen to there? Yeah. America, we struggle with our personal identity. We listen to God. He'll tell you exactly who you are. And out of that, you'll know where you're going So, as a result, though, there may be times when we will be treated on just suffer unjustly. There's a magazine out called The Voice of the Martyrs. It's been out for years. I used to get a copy of it. And it was just a story after story of the voices of people who suffered unjustly for their faith. Uh, they believed in God and Jesus and they obeyed him and it caused a lot of things in their lives. It's happened today that Fitzpatrick, who in the Catholic community, emailed us out, um, some people in our community, about a Christian village in Iraq that had been targeted and burned the Not because they were doing bad things, but they were opposing to this terrorist group, but just because they were Christian. We had a Pakistani pastor here years ago gave testimony about a similar thing in his village just really was burned down because so he was leaving while was doing good and suffering suffering unjustly so Peter brings us to the place through this 19 and 20 of chapter 2 saying that um there's something that good comes out of, being unjustly uh, persecuted, coming on the because of suffering, He says it's commendable to God. It's a commendable thing before God because it makes us conscious of God. And it makes us to cry out to God. So the unjust suffering moves us to a place to, to cry out and say, oh, Lord, have mercy. What in the world is going on when we have a tendency to sleep? We become conscious of God and when we suffer unjustly. But if you suffer for the doing good, you endure it. This is commendable before God. Verse 21, that you were called to this because Christ suffered for you. So I want to read numerous passages here out of Peter that refers to this suffering unjustly. That though it stinks and is completely unfair, God is always at work for more good to come out. Could you do it another way? Uh, Yes, he does do it another way. But this is a way also that we're And specifically, not just suffering. Commendable to suffer for doing good. If you're conscious of God, and honors him. And furthermore, we find purpose. So let's go to First Peter at the very beginning, First Peter 1, 6-7, where he says this. I'm going to back up. I'm going to begin at verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father, and then we'll pick up uh, the um, The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, in his great mercy, he has given us new birth unto a living hope, to the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, and into the inheritance that can never perish, spoil or faith, kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief. In all in grief and in all kinds of trials. Now I think you have the English standard. I'm reading out of the NIV for so the little variants here. Now these have come. What has come? You're suffering grief and experiencing trials. Okay. These have come so that you say, it, read it this. So that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine. Well, sink that in, we see that in, that when for whatever reason you're persecuted, what you believe, or your family, or your work, or your culture, or your community, because you're doing good in the name of Jesus the Christ, and you're and you're suffering because you're going through different trials in your life, this is related genuineness of my faith. I do believe. Who in his right mind would continue to suffer without faith? You just give up. You say, I'm not going to do that anymore. But when you have faith and you believe in the God that saved you, and you follow in the footsteps of Christ, you're able to endure, and that endurance is a proof that you're a believer. You hear it? How did I get to them? God. get My relationship. Yes! It works. First Peter 3, 13 to 18. Who's going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer, generally speaking, most people like us to do good. But there are some who just, maybe even as once we were, um, you should suffer what is right. You are what? It's an oxymoron. I suffer like it was. I suffer for doing good. true my good job. God has just been working the realities of what comes in following Christ. As he walks, we are to walk, and his experience is our experience Paul in Philippians chapter 4, and I want to know Jesus and the power of his resurrection and to share of his suffering. So Paul knew something like Peter knows that there's a dynamic Working with God in our lives, when we do good, live our lives fully before God, you of God, and in the name of We're going to be blessed. Matthew 5:11. Matthew 5:11 says, "Blessed are you who are persecuted." Let's go back. And pull it out. Sermon on the Mount blessed are you when people insult you persecute you falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me rejoice and be glad rejoice and be glad as great as your reward in heaven. from the same way to person. Peter 4, 1 Peter 4, 12-19. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the painful trial you are suffering, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice that you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed for the spirit of glory of God. That's you. Right. If you suffer, it should not be for the murderer or thief or any other kind of criminal or even as a meddler. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear me. And finally, First Peter 5. It's all right here in Peter. You can go to Romans, you can go to ben, you can go all over the scriptures where about death, suffering. Right here in Peter, five. Now, beginning in verse eight, he's self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. And there's a source of suffering that he works. The enemy works in the lives uh, of the saints to bring them down on just suffering. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered, read this with me, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you. Let's read that again. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, on just suffering, will himself restore you, Make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Do you believe it? It's true. Being called to suffer for doing good and following the example of Christ cetera, is our, our goal. It's how do I suffer well? Unjust suffering. How do I suffer? How do I deal with? It? How do I process that type of suffering? Besides getting mad, angry, resentful, bitter, fight back, right? One of the few times I really, really get angry is when, when I find myself in an unjust situation and being blamed and accused for something I didn't do, and you know, having a finger pointed at me unjustly. I go to anger, which makes go, where's anger usually leaving? It's a good place. We'll get back at you, right? Just, we're just human. That's how we do it. We have an example in Christ that makes it all different. So this is the example. So to endure unjust suffering, he who was righteous died for you and I, the unrighteous, so that we might live. He who was rich became poor, so that we who were poor might become rich. We could have a whole list of he who was without sin died for us, who was full of sin. It was he who substituted put himself in the place for all the consequences of Jim's sin. And took it upon himself. What is the example of Christ that we would follow in his example? He did it voluntarily. He chose it to walk in the suffering, unjust suffering. He did it without committing sin. That's the difference between Jim doing it and following Christ. I would react instead of respond. Jesus responds. And he stays calm in the midst of his unjust. Because when they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. Jim wants to retaliate. I want to stand up for myself. I want to fight. He suffered. When he suffered, he did not retaliate. He made no threats. And instead, and instead, he entrusted himself to God. He believed God. He grabbed the hold of God. He saw the beginning, or he saw the end from the beginning. Now, what, what do you mean by that? In Hebrews chapter 12, I think it is, verse 2, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the protector of our faith, who for the joy set before him, what did he do? scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. How did he endure the cross? It says, for the joy set before him. And what was that? To sit down at the right hand of God. When you see the end, because God has spoken it to you, that this is the way it's going to be, then you can endure, and in fact, you can go, I've got joy in the midst of all this because I know the end from the beginning. And Jesus knew the end from the beginning, and therefore he had joy in his life, even Even going to the cross. I can't do that, Father. Respond instead of react. Choose voluntarily. No deceit, no retaliation, no threats. Believe. Jesus yeah. saw the end the beginning, the end of the power to suffer well. He saw the eternal result of the redemption suffering, the forgiveness of sin, Your soul, my soul, saved, restored. Give eternal future purpose, life, the stripes, the air, spiritual. One day in the, of the of he saw the full expression of the Father's love for the world in our worst state, while we were sinners, while we were powerless, while we were ungodly. at The right time, Christ came and suffered. He saw His beloved church established, perpetuated, growing and maturing into the for glory could see that. He had a vision for these things. And so his going to the cross to suffer unjustly, he endured it. He saw his father's kingdom established the power and reward. And Jesus suffered. Questions for you today? Probably most of you have not suffered a whole lot that could put Maybe you've felt some rejection um pet worth you've got to do um maybe you didn't get sick so and yet whatever that suffering degree of suffering you've experienced on the death is very here's an example of how you can process going through that suffering. Some questions I ask you to consider as you leave today. How do I view suffering in general, and specifically unjust suffering because of my faith and my walk with God and quality? What is my response or my reaction to unjust suffering in my life? What changes do I need to make and what challenges am I faced with in following the example of Jesus when enduring unjust suffering for doing good for doing good for being good for following my Savior. and to whom do I go when experiencing unjust suffering do I go to the court system do I go my little group of friends and whine and complain and, and just pour out and where, where do I go? What do I to whom do I go? Where did, to whom did Jesus go? Oh people pray that we go. Pray that you my prayer for you would be his prayer. My prayer is, Oh Father, that these Folks, my very person could see by faith the end from the beginning. That we could see that unjust suffering has great purpose, that you bring great value to it and you work a great good out of it for your glory, for your name's sake, and for even our glory and our name's sake, for we are your children and we carry your name. You have imputed your righteousness upon us. You have called us to be a, a holy priesthood. But the royal people chose us. Let's go into our community. Relentless in doing good. Even when we are also too allow a final day to be less than good we do, the life we live, Jesus Christ, the of Father. Amen. Oh, you've got to get another word in. People often, this is uh, Mother Teresa, powerful. People often seem unreasonable, illogical, self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish, alternative motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you'll win some false friends and some true enemies. Succeed anywhere. If you are honest and frank, people may cheat you. Be honest and frank anyway. What you spend your years building, somewhere else could destroy overnight. Build anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, they may be jealous of you. Be happy anyway. The good you do today, people often forget tomorrow. Do good anyway. Give the world the best you have, and it may never be enough. Give the world your best you've got anyway. You see the final analysis between you and God. And it's never been between you and my man go in peace bless you thanks for enduring suffering <laughs>